0: Welcome to the True Face podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name is Robbie Engel and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Most of us get stuck in our relationships with God and others and we end up wondering, is this really all there is to it? So here at True Face, we equip you to experience deeper relationships with God and others. Equipping a growing group of men and women with a toolbox of teachings and experiences to help you become more fully known, fully loved, and fully alive. Today, I get to invite a new friend. Uh, We got to spend some time together over breakfast just recently uh, in, in Monument, Colorado, in between Colorado Springs and Denver. Craig... I want to be like you when I grow up. Craig Glass, he's been in men's ministry. He's this Colorado guy. If you met him in person, he's just this sage of a Colorado man who I just was incredibly blessed to learn from, to pick his brain on. Craig, how long have you been in ministry now?
1: Well, first of all, thank you, Robbie. Yeah, welcome. (laughs) Those are very, very kind words. How long have I been in ministry? Since 1976. So do the math. I think that's 45 45 years.
0: We don't do math on the air, Craig. sets <laughs> us <laughs> up for failure. Yeah, um, I had some time to think that one through. <laughs> uh, so Craig's had a variety of ministry roles. He spent 20 years with international teams, a missions agency based in Chicago, and he was first leading a team in Vienna, Austria smuggling okay. Bibles and Christian literature behind the Iron Curtain. Uh, he was VP of Ministries, providing leadership training to the 600 staff worldwide. He served for a few years uh, on staff at Willow Creek, providing leadership to the men's ministry. A couple of years serving as National Director of, and Vice President of Team Ministries with international students. And for the past, how long, 20-ish years, you've been with Paragon uh, yeah, Ministries? Yeah, 19, 19 to be exact, yeah. So after after your leadership in in more of the international and, and ministry space, you yeah. went out there and said, "My passion is to invest in yeah. men, invest in families." And so you started Peregrine Ministries. Yeah, and you've done uh, you've written a couple books, "The Noble Journey: A Man's Quest for a Lasting Legacy." You've done some father son stuff. You've done some marriage stuff. And if y'all want to f- find more about Greg, you can go to Peregrine P E R E G R I N E Ministries dot org. And it it, it is, it is that, you know, that, uh, resiliency and, and decades of faithfulness that I was intrigued by when Craig and I got to hang out. So as a 38 year old, I was like, all right, Craig, let me pick your brain. We've had some similar, uh, patterns of our journey from international Mm. stuff to then men's stuff at a large church and then, and then nonprofit world. So I picked his brain for a few hours and, uh, it was really fun. And I, I think Craig, one of the most fascinating things that we were processing and I've been wrestling through ever since we, we talked was just, you know, what drives us for the good (laughs) and the bad in our lives, Because we have these deep sources and wells of longings in our life. Um, And, and, you know, they come up in all kinds of ways in my life. I've been going, God, what are my longings? What are my fears? What are my hopes? What are my dreams? Where do I see these? Where are they helpful? Where are they hurtful? And so I wanted to have you on the podcast to continue our conversation and to get a glimpse uh, into what you've learned in this space and, and how you've seen this show up in your life.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Robbie. It's it's an honor to be with you. How have I seen that show up? Profoundly, deeply, regularly, mm-hmm. uh, to, to put it in one sentence. A key experience I had that uh, resulted in my transition from intercultural ministry for basically 20 years, more than 20 years, to focusing on ministry to men, uh, was an exposure i had one evening to the the extent that i would go in order to pursue a deep longing mm. even to the point of harming one of my kids emotionally i was a vice president of the mission agency that i worked with i had a significant wonderful role guiding and and training and sending and pastor and missionaries around the world My wife, Burl, and I had the chairman of the board over for dinner one evening. My kids were seven, five, and three. My daughter, Barkley, wonderful, wonderful young woman now, uh, mother now, uh, strong-willed child. They called her the white tornado, blonde hair, (laughs) piercing blue eyes. Uh, What could go wrong? With that setup. That's right. We had uh, this man named Bob over for dinner, and that evening he became the most important person in the world for me. Mm-hmm. I had to not just show him I was qualified to be a significant leader in a missionary context, but that I was a great father and an outstanding husband as well. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit of pressure I was putting on myself. Dinner went well. I dismissed the kids to go play for a little while until we had uh, dessert ready for them. So they went flying upstairs, and Bob and I continued our conversation while Burl starts working on dessert. And a couple minutes into it, I hear a lot of noise going on upstairs, a lot of yelling, screaming, playing. It was little kid stuff, playing. But it was a little bit intrusive, so I yelled up the stairs, hey, kids, uh, try to keep quiet, please. Dad and our friend are having a conversation. It's quiet, like for about 30 seconds, and then it's noisy again. Running, chasing, screaming, laughing. Again, I have to emphasize, it's not bad stuff, it's kid stuff. Yeah. But it's getting on my nerves. And so I give one more warning in a kind voice up the stairs, uh, only to find about a minute later, same thing's happening this now moves robbie from uh it's an issue of you're a little bit too noisy to it's an issue of who's in charge here Hmm. what kind of father am i do i have uh, a lid on my household Hmm. and so i excuse myself hey bob sorry i gotta move upstairs for just a minute i'll be right back calmly walk up the stairs just in time to see my daughter flying from a bedroom on the right across the hallway in front of me toward the bedroom on the left i snag her i grab her take her to the bed my bedroom with my wife I uh, and to the left and i threw her down on that bed mm. and i stuck my face in hers and with gritted teeth red-faced i'm sure bulging veins probably I whispered and seethed, don't you dare disobey me. When we have company in the house, you keep quiet. I don't know if you can feel or hear some of the intensity there, Robbie, but of course you can. I think uh, just multiply it by two or three mm. or ten. Mm. I was just barely controlling my anger with Mm. my daughter. She's seven. She's looking at me as the trusted father. And I scared the daylights out of her. And the last thing I said was, you keep quiet. Mm. Walked out of the room, headed downstairs, and she did. Sat down at the table again with Bob And sorry, Bob had a little father thing to handle there with the kids. Now, sorry, what were we talking about? Uh, And the kids were quiet from then on, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not too surprisingly. After that evening was over, after Bob left, I had to ask myself a, a true, honest, look in the mirror question. What in the world was that all about? And what it was about that I eventually learned was, what I said at the front end, I was deeply committed to something that I was longing for, respect, admiration, from the guy I chose to be the most important person in the world that evening, to the point that I would threaten my daughter. I never came so close to hitting one of my kids in anger. Is that evening it's it's horrifying to admit mm. i'm just glad to be able to say that it was 35 years ago mm. i think i'm a different guy um there was an exposure to me of something that i did not know mm. i did not know that i could have profoundly deep heart level longings that i would go to the ends of the earth deep extent significant distance to get fulfilled even to the point Of harming one of my kids that was a light goes on scales fell off the eyes experience for me and i went to my daughter almost as soon as the guy left and i said i am so so sorry i'm so sorry Hmm. i didn't say hey you should have kept quiet i just said i'm so sorry sweetheart i'm so sorry that was my fault And it changed a lot of stuff for me. Uh, not too long after that, I resigned from that mission agency and that's when I went to help lead the men's ministry at Willow Creek and then eventually started Peregrine. It went totally from cross-cultural ministry to ministry to men.
0: Mm. Man, I I think, uh, that is so powerful. First, thanks for, uh, sharing that story. Uh,
1: You're welcome. I don't do it. (laughs) I don't do it proudly. I do it vulnerably and honestly.
0: You mentioned, um, it's a fascinating, uh, discussion to me of the longings of our heart (laughs) as being the motivators and the drivers for, uh, behind us in our lives where we'll do whatever it takes because of whatever, but because the depth we will do whatever it takes to balance the depth of the longing. So the more significant and deep the longing, the more significant our reaction to protect, to keep, to earn that longing will be. And you said you had no idea um, the depth of the longing.
1: Right. Um, Here's what I've learned in retrospect about that, Robbie. Um, What I've learned is that I'm not the only one for one thing, but the story that's going on, the bigger story is at one time, we, humanity, had everything we wanted in the garden. Mm. The first guy, the first woman had everything, literally everything they wanted, love, significance, partnership, impact, intimacy with the Heavenly Father, deep significant relationship, transcendence, a word I would use to describe what that was like. We had it all. Those are longings that God, I think, put in each one of our hearts. Mm. They're God-given longings, nothing sinful about them. They were lost, they were harmed, lost, and released, and unfulfilled in one moment's decision is he really good? Will he really give you everything you need? The enemy said. And we, our four parents believed, nah, he's not fully reliable. From that moment on, my opinion, and I'm not the only one, is that those longings were to be never entirely fulfilled again until we're united again with the father in person, in eternity. Here on earth, there's still those longings exist. None of them are entirely fulfilled. The catch is we choose broken efforts Hmm. in order to fulfill them. That's the key. That's what I was doing that night. I insist on my kids obeying me in order to impress a guy so he'll respect me. Respect is not a sinful longing. Boy, did I go after a broken way to get it fulfilled. That's the, the issue that's going on. In my opinion, it's the, it's the, uh, it's the story of humanity. Hmm. It is the story that's going on for all of us. And as I told you the other day when we talked, uh, the verse that speaks to that is Jeremiah 2.13. My people have committed two sins. They've forsaken me. They've turned their back on me, the source of living water and they've dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that can't even hold water. When I read that verse again, sometime after that chairman of the board evening experience, it suddenly had meaning that it never had before in the previous 30 some years of my life. That's what's going on. Mm. I'm longing, I'm thirsty, and I've turned my back on the Father, the source of living water, and I'm feverishly digging my own cisterns, whatever they are. Yep. Workaholism, performance, pr- uh, drugs that satisfy and provide pleasure and relief. The longing is for peace and pleasure. Boy, do we dig broken cisterns all the time.
0: So... Tell me more about what longings uh what that looks like in, in your life, like I heard you say you know um, validity and commitment um, yes or or respect you said yes. and, you know and yes from him and from your kids and yeah, yeah. T- t- give me some longings that come to mind for you
1: oh yeah it's, it' it 's a long list uh love, respect, admiration, intimacy, pleasure. Um, significance, impact, legacy. Uh, is, is that long enough? We could go on. That's honestly, right. Rob, we the, could go on.
0: The big questions that we all carry as humans, which was- male or female, male or female, that were met in the garden, as in in the the ideal design by our yeah. father, not by yes. our own efforts. It was met by yes. our father. That yes. broke, and therefore yeah. I've got this open. Um, that this 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 desire, these longings that will not be yeah. fully fulfilled until heaven. However, yeah. we have access to those longings now. It's just a matter of the journey of sanctification and maturity, I hear you saying, is uh this cistern thing of going, look, we get to spend the rest of our lives having God meet the longings of our heart or yeah. finding other ways. But either way, we're gonna find a way to meet our longings. Yes.
1: Yeah, and some of our answers are not sinful either. You and I um, experience in our roles of leading ministries, you and I experience significance, impact, probably respect, companionship, friendship, um, inspiration. Uh, Those are all great, great things. You and I experience those. Are they entirely fulfilled the way that they were in the garden with the head, the master of the eternal universe. Yep. Not quite, not
0: that much. Even as you're saying that, you know, there, there is a beauty in the, the purpose, the significance I have in loving and raising my kids in my relationship with Emily in, in the the men and the women that I invest in personally in my life. There, there's a, there's a healthy, um, desire for that. However, even in that man, as soon as I need that validation from my kids yeah. or Emily, it becomes about me, and it, it starts cracking. And it's yeah, like, yeah, even that health, I'll, I'll, I mess up in my own life. Like if that's right. even the healthy stuff that you just said, and I'm going. Well, I'm even messing that up because as soon as I need it from Emily, I'm doing things to earn her, to get her to respond in a way that meets my needs. And then I'm selfish again.
1: Sure. I mean, even just to to springboard off of two things you mentioned, which is great, Robbie, first of all, just work and impact. Um, We still have a vulnerability to workaholism. What's the deal with that? 45 hours, 50 hours is not enough. The title of VP or director or yeah. founder is not enough. Yeah. No, somehow it needs to be a little bit more. That's one thing. How about our relationship with the love of our lives? My wife, Burl, we've been married, as I've told you, for four and a half decades. Decades. Mm-hmm. You with, is it Emily, did you say? Yeah. yeah. Um, you probably love the daylights out of each other. Burl and me too. Sad to say in the right circumstances yep i'm putting quotes on that because it's actually the wrong circumstances with the right degree of longing or disappointment i'm capable and so are you of turning my glance and following some other woman's yep influence yep because i have sorry to say sorry to say but could we be honest here we're still thirsty
0: and these longings, um, I mean, isn't that the beauty and the depth of the gospel? Well, I, I you can, you can punch me if I over spiritualize things, but really like, I mean what Jesus made possible in our, like with the spirit in us, what he did to reconcile the relationship and give us access to these longings, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. That is the good news. I mean, that is like the depth that I think so many of us as Christians, I've spent most of my life as a professional Christian. And for most of those Mm -hmm. years, I had no idea about like these longings actually being met by him because my faith Mm -hmm. ministry was a cerebral Mm -hmm. response to find Mm -hmm. significance and purpose instead of the experience of him meeting those needs that you're talking about in my own life. And man, yeah. we get to spend the rest of our lives replacing these things, even Emily, even the kids, even the the good stuff with what he has to offer us.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we're, we're grateful. This would be a week to be thinking about that particularly. We're mm. grateful for the friendships, the marriages, the parenting roles. And again, I'm speaking to, to women as well as men. We're grateful for all of that. And at the same time, because they're not entirely fulfilled. It's so important for us to pursue what we know is the right answer to the thirst. Community with other believers, time alone with the Father, reading scripture, walking alongside, believing. Jesus actually walks alongside me every day, all the time. He's present here right now. Uh, Before we started, I liked the way that you prayed, Robbie, you didn't say, Lord, would you please join us here? You said, Lord, you're already here. That's the truth. Acknowledging that and welcoming that and understanding there are right choices for us to make, even in the midst of our continuing thirst, that we know that's life-giving water. That's what really quenches the thirst
0: so we've got a lot of these thirsts the these longings of our heart and you're what i hear you saying is robbie and anyone listen to this don't take for granted the deep 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 depth and desire right. and strength of some of those right. innate longings which is also how god designed you he designed you with those longings yes. which he met which he yeah. will meet again in fulfillment yeah but so then to the broken cistern thing, so we have these deep, deep longings that we shouldn't take for granted how deep and strong they are. I hear that, mm-hmm. point one. Mm-hmm. Point two is, okay, we're constantly, there's areas in my life that I'm looking to fill up this hole in a broken cistern. So it's going to yeah. seep out, yeah. it's not going to work. You mentioned a few, workaholism, performance, I'll add in sexual mm-hmm. stuff, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, what's the boardrooms bedrooms billfold you know all the different ways okay that we i haven't have. heard that before but that fits it, we have uh significance uh, we're looking for validation commitment yeah. love you know yeah. we um we there, there's gonna be ways right now in my life that i'm trying to meet longings with a broken cistern or in an unhealthy way so yeah. for me uh as I'll turn this into a counseling session for me. How, how do I, what do I do with this? How do I know, how do I go God? What are the, do, like, how do I find out? Uh, what, are, uh, what are the paths to, to identify the areas of broken cisterns that I'm wasting my time mm, and it's not working?
1: Mm, mm. That's a great question. And uh, boy, this is such a profound topic. We could certainly go longer than we have right now. I'll remind us of a verse. Above all else, guard your heart, mm. for it's the wellspring of your life. The wellspring, the source of our lives is our heart, our, our emotions, our feelings, our loves, our convictions, our joy, our passion, our heart. All of those things I just mentioned are the wellspring of our lives. They give us life. Be careful, Craig, be careful, Robbie. Hmm. Above all else, protect that, guard it, because you're vulnerable to pursuing stuff that's deep and profound and powerful while um, compromising your deepest held beliefs and convictions. An affair for a guy, or even if it's an emotional affair the choice to pay attention to that that female colleague at work that continues to convince you she thinks you're the bomb. Yep. You may not feel like you matter at home because it's chaos. In the midst of a pandemic for the last two years where many men have lost their jobs, many women have lost their jobs, the wrestling with do I really matter anymore? Am I significant? There can be a voice somewhere across the street, in the office, yep. or on the internet that communicates. Yep. I think you matter. You're the bond to me. And just pick pornography. The 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 utter, the utter tragedy of that is you won't lose. Yep. It's a lie that entices, and you won't lose. She's not going to reject you. She'll never say no. As long as you stay on long enough, as long as you keep paying the price, you'll keep winning. But does it really satisfy the longing? Are you kidding? Of course not. No, that's why you go back. It's a broken cistern.
0: This principle of longings and a broken cistern is so significant because it's like uh, we all know enough people uh, who are we're going, come on, man. You want to shake them from broken uh, marriages, from cheating, Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. ignoring Mm -hmm. their kids because we're working too much to Mm -hmm. um, hobbies that become more important than the things that matter, like obsessions, all, all of these. Every single one of us, you know, we we look at others and go, are you kidding me? And we've worked with enough men and women who are so irrational in the rationalization and justification for being stupid. But it's like, oh, no, no, no. Wait, longings are so much more significant than rationality. And so to think that ration, like we can assume rationality and decisions. No, that's a that's a false assumption because longings are going to trump that all day and we'll spend our rationality. Yeah. Uh, to justify our, our longings.
1: Could you? Could I give you one more example that you just reminded me of, Rob? Come on. Um, I, and I, I may step on a few male toes on this. I apologize, but um, I'm actually not that sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Video game addiction. Yeah. The addiction, or the the potential. Let's let's not use addiction. The pull that that has for so many men, especially young men, that is out of proportion. Okay, fine, there's some entertainment. Fine, you have a partner. Fine, it feels cool to be the winner. But guys can get addicted to it to the point that it becomes the predominant part of their day. I call it adventure porn. Hmm. It's pornography Like sexual pornography, it's adventure porn. Every guy wants adventure. Every guy wants impact. Every guy wants to win. The pull of video games is just like sexual pornography. If you get shot, if you lose, you hit reset and it starts over again. There's the reward with very, very, very little actual risk. It's adventure porn.
0: That, uh, that's, a, that's another awesome example. And the reality is, um, I'm thinking right now of the areas, good and bad, that I'm, the things that I'm doing that are being driven by a longing that yeah. are, are a broken cistern. And mm-hmm. some are big, some are small, some mm-hmm. look healthy, some look like ministry for some of us. That we, we, a lot of us in ministry have a broken cistern of doing ministry. Yes, yes. Of,
1: some are obviously sinful looking. Yes. Others are not. Others have a veneer of ministry or appropriateness or success. I'm
0: pretty good at those. And Go I, one layer deeper. Oh, yeah. Because it's all this longing that only He will meet that I'm looking it. to fulfill with a broken yeah. cistern. And, you you know, I, I loved what you said, like, what do we do with this? Because each of us has broken cisterns. Each of us has these things, healthy looking Mm -hmm. or not healthy looking. I've got both in my life. Uh, I've got, I I can think of healthy and I can think of unhealthy things that I'm doing to, to meet this longing, which is innate for all of us. None of us escape this. Um, however, what do we do and how we come together? I think this man, just the, 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 Passion I have right now is you're saying, I I love that you said we've got to guard our heart first, but also just inviting God to reveal to us, like, what are the broken sisters in my own life? Uh, Search me, oh God, know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts, see if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. If I go wait on the Lord with that prayer, He will show (laughs) me what the broken sister is because He's a loving Father that wants more and has more than what I'm getting that's right
1: robbie uh here here would be another place to go ask somebody else
0: that's it
1: ask a wife yes ask a friend ask an elder a pastor whatever it is ask somebody most likely for men ask a guy or your wife don't ask a, a woman hey is this out of proportion in my life yep or do you notice something going on for me where um I'm rabidly committed to blank. And it feels to you like it's a little bit out of proportion. I, I like to say the world rewards us for our wounds. Yep. How many examples are there of professional athletes, and I admire them, who grew up with a distant, demanding, abusive, overwhelming father who told him constantly, you'll never measure up, or you have to be the best, you gotta be the QB, you gotta be the MVP, you gotta be whatever. And the cube grows up and becomes all of those things. Yep. I'll show him. The world rewards us for our wounds. You find a guy who's angry. And six four and two fifty and violent. Yep. Sign them up for middle line, linebacker man.
0: Yep. This uh, I, I love that you said that because um, this is such an a, a, a strong siren for all of us to say. This is why he has designed us to have community because yes, we absolutely. do not have the objectivity. We can't right. have the objectivity because no, we just like right. we can guard our hearts and we can yeah. we can in prayer go God search me and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts, but if mm-hmm. I am walking with mm-hmm. you, Craig, um, mm-hmm. He's designed us. He will reveal to us truths of of areas of our hearts that I'm leaning into a broken cistern for that yeah. He can meet, yeah. but I can also receive that through the wisdom of the Spirit in you in humility. Mm-hmm. If I say, Craig, what yes. are areas of my life? Uh, that seem out of proportion and out of balance. Yeah, so, just
1: ask some some other guy. Just ask, because uh, to to just go a step further, we're we're marinated in our own way of thinking. Yes, it soaks through every cell in our body. Our own perspective, our own way of thinking. Another analogy: we grew up in our own soil. We didn't grow up in somebody else's soil. We grew up in our own, and some of that, by the way, includes manure. Uh, we just got to ask somebody else, what's out of proportion here? How am I seeing this wrong?
0: And a lot of us don't have relationships where we could ask that someone is intentional and consistent enough to speak with objectivity and love into our lives, who we trust. And so we've got to till the soil of and build relationships and prioritize relationships in order to reap the benefit and the fruit of being able to say, you know, one of the most beautiful, amazing fruits of relationships is this objectivity to speak truth into each other's lives and in yeah. humility say, what seems out of balance? What what do you see in my life? And so I'm, I'm um, committed to texting a couple people right after this podcast, Craig, and say, hey, random question. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what longings of my life are leading to, you know, areas... Other than God, that I'm looking for answers to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. Hey, you know yeah. me. What does, I'm going to text two guys and say, what's, wow. what uh, stands out to you that seems a little bit out of balance? Because that might give me an indicator to a broken right. cistern in my life. Right. And right. the Gosh. boardroom, bedroom, billfold, ball field, whatever yeah. it is for men, women that we are looking for. We get yeah. to do that in community with each other, not because we shared or we ought to, but because he's designed us to meet our needs and our longings. And that is amazing kingdom work that we get access to. Uh, that,
1: and that'd be amazing if you did that, Robbie, and any other men or woman listening might do it. Why wouldn't we do that?
0: Because fear. Cause it's against what fear. we're talking about. Yeah. Because I have We longings. wouldn't
1: do it because of fear. That's right. What if I told the truth, then what would happen? A couple of things that that sometimes do happen. Judgment and condemnation comes from the other guy. Or we don't really want him to know what's going on. We don't really want it to stop. That's a sad truth because it feels good up to a certain point. And so, Robbie, you're, you're saying exactly. It takes courage and humility to do what you're suggesting, and it reminds me of the uh, verse, 1 first, first John 1, 7, walk in the light as he is in the light, and you'll have fellowship with one another. That's what ought to happen, not condemnation, actual brotherhood, and the blood of Christ will continue to sanctify you. Fellowship and transformation, that's what happens when we're courageous enough to tell the truth.
0: And... I think even behind that, just like longings lead to rationalization and behavior, um, my belief that I don't think God has something better than this is underpinning um, why I don't want to ask these guys this question. I don't want to yeah. ask my wife this question because yeah. because if yeah. they reveal truth to me, I've, I I am afraid, <laughs> I have fear of having to deal with that truth. There you go. And yeah. I don't actually believe that... Yeah. What Jesus has for me of the peace and the freedom is better than I get from, in my case, one of the things is, is being able to detach because I deserve to check out after all the stuff I carry <laughs> and watch X amount of shows I do. You, you deserve a break today. I do. And I don't believe that, you know, he, that, you know, whatever the beliefs are, that he has more to offer, that there's all yeah, other alternatives yeah. that, than what my plans are for me to meet yeah. my needs. There's a yeah, lot of the depths of
1: our hearts, the depths <laughs> of our hearts are so significant, so profound. And uh, I, it, it, it's, it is, it's, it's a joy and an honor to have someone else in your life, one or five people, you know, you can tell the truth to, and what will come back is uh, truth in love, not faking it, not condemnation, truth in love.
0: Craig, this was such a fun conversation, and Mm. um, I'm going to ask you in just a minute to pray for us, and if there's anything you want to leave any of us listening. But before Mm. I I do that, I want everyone to know that um, this is not easy. We are not meant to do it alone, as we've been talking about. And and this is a timely conversation, because our hope at True Face is to create tools and experiences to help you apply these truths in your life and mm, so mm. our team has been working for about 9 months on a study that's coming out this week uh on it's coming out next week on right now media and it, come, it came out this week at trueface.org and also on Amazon called crazy making it's a four part small group study on why we do the things that we don't want to do so that it, it would be a segue and a tool for you to do this to have these conversations of these patterns mm, driven mm. by longings that are that lead to broken cisterns uh, it's a it's a four week group study and this one's so good uh, and the writing the the uh, inner week assignments are so good that I would say go buy it off Amazon and do the study yourself if you don't have a community right now because it's such a guided introspective journey into some of these patterns and broken cisterns in our life so check that out um, and sh- thank you for subscribing liking to this podcast check out more of Craig's wisdom at Peregrine Ministries. Um, and, as mm-hmm. well as Noble Journey, his book. Craig, mm-hmm. what do you? Anything you want to leave with us? And then if you'll pray us out, that'd be great. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, you just said something that triggered for me. Um, I do what I don't really want to do, and I don't do what I really do want to do. Sounds like Paul. Yep. I think I remember reading those words, and they're true for all of us. This what we've talked about here, Robbie. These Deep longings in the broken cisterns are described by that uh, hope. There is hope that the real source of the thirst is the heavenly Father, and so that's that's what I would like to leave. May I pray, uh, Lord, thank you for blessing us with this conversation. It's it's uh, deep and it's significant, and it uh, <laughs> it causes us some confusion and some bewilderment as to what all this truth means, but also why in the world am I still vulnerable to broken choices when for so long I have believed that he, you, are the life giver. Father, please fill us, not just with that belief intellectually, in our hearts, fill us with the conviction and the commitment to live our lives that way, knowing that you are the true life giver. You're the living water. Thanks for this conversation. And we pray this in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, Craig. See you guys.